Proverbs 15, 14 says this, a wise person is hungry for knowledge while the fool feeds on trash. A wise person hungers for knowledge while the fool feeds on trash. You know, I've ministered on this subject before. It's been a few years now, but as I was praying and thinking about what to to speak on tonight, I I was brought back to something today, (laughs) and I'll tell you about it in a little while, but I thought this was a a good time tonight again to talk about this, and I think it's increasing. Um, I know it's increasing as we go every day, every hour. This scripture, Solomon wasn't talking about physical food. Uh, because he says the wide pers- wise person is hungry for knowledge. You see that? He says, while the food feeds on trash. So he's making it clear. He's not talking about physical food. A wise person hungers for knowledge. You can say knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. The scripture says grow in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Knowledge of the word, the things of God, knowledge of who God is. But the food feeds on trash. You know, one commentator said this, whichever one you enjoy shows the path that you're on. Whichever thing you enjoy feeding on, whether it be knowledge or I love the new living, straight up says trash, shows the path you're on. And just Sunday, I kicked off our new series called Grow, and we're talking about personal growth. And you know what? Obviously, you're not going to grow too much if you feed on trash, right? Right? And, and, and maybe you can have an appearance of, of, of growing, just like physically, if you eat a bunch of trash, you're going to grow in certain areas, right? But it's not going to be a healthy growth, right? You kind of laughed a little too hard there, Blue. Uh, come on now, brother, help me out, <laughs> right? But you know, it, but it's true. So a wise person is hungry for knowledge while the fool feeds on trash. So I'm going to jump right into it. And, and, and the name of this message tonight is what are you eating? What are you eating? So what kind of trash do we feed on? I'm not talking about physical food tonight. What are you eating? So what is it in our day and age? And, and this first point is why, again, it just brings it to the forefront of everything going on in our life. Number one, some, one of the main ways that we're fed trash is through our media today. It's through our media, especially through social media. Nowadays, with social media and really with our, with our, our cell phones, we have the ability to watch or listen to or read we can pull up any form of media, pull it out of our back pocket or front pocket or purse, and literally within seconds, you have access to pretty much every kind of media. On your, even on your phone now, TV, internet, videos, music, news articles that you can read, right? I mean, it, pretty much anything. Right there in seconds, any time of the day, we can pull out our phones and we are exposed to a multitude of trash, if we choose, right? Right? See... Even, I mean, I'm only 40 years old, but even growing up, certain things you had to search out to go find or to get or whatnot, it wasn't as easily accessible as it is today, right? So that's why I think this message is even, is so relevant for right now, for today. And again, even, even these things where I've ministered on this before, but, but I just think it's, it's timely to talk about again, because again, it's increasing. The, the things that are on TV, in the media, in social media is increasing. And, and, and I just want to encourage you and make the statement that media does affect you whether you believe it or not. Movies, music, and even, I'm going to get even a little further into that. Music, movies, um, TV, articles, people you listen to, people you follow, you know, all that stuff that, but cause, cause listen, the truth is, is that everybody has a message they're preaching. It ain't just pastors that preach messages. 
Everybody's preaching something. Everybody's trying to sell you something, right? I mean, literally and figuratively, right? You can't, I mean, every commercial is about trying to sell you something, right? But, but people are trying to sell you something and they're not even asking for money. They want you to buy in to what it is that they're selling. You know, and going back to media not affecting you, as I think about this, and, and you know, I, I used to preach this message quite often or this topic and around this very often when I was a youth pastor to the, to, to students and, and, and I would tell them, but it's, it's relevant for us too, even as adults that, you know, cause, cause I'd have a lot of teenagers tell me, well, man, you know, like music, for example, I don't, I don't necessarily listen to the lyrics. I just listen to the beat. And I'm not going to get into who and what. I mean, it really, that's your conviction. I mean, now if it's outright sin and, 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 and glorifying sin is different. I get it. There's different musics and whatnot, but you know, I just listen to the beat, not the lyrics. I know for me, even as a young adult, not only as a teenager, as a young adult, the movies and the music I was listening to, I was actually trying to live out in my life. Or it was enhancing what I was already wanting to do, right? So when I was listening to, uh, when I was drinking and drugging and whatnot, you know, um, I'm just putting it to you this way. I don't listen to Bob Marley anymore. There was one time I used to listen to Bob Marley. You want to kind of guess when that was? Right? There's certain mu- music that goes with, with, with certain things you're doing or promotes or encourages you to do things. There's certain movies. There's certain, there's certain TV shows. You know, and again, I'm not going to name anything. That, that, that's between you and the Lord, but I'm telling you, these things do affect us, right? And so this is just one. This is just, I'm not going to camp on this all night, but, but listen to this. In the context of, of, of what's put before us, because now, again, it's really on your phone, but TV, I mean, the internet, uh, even, I don't know if anybody reads newspapers anymore, magazines, whatever the case may be. Um, listen to Proverbs 23, 1 and 3. It says this, while dining with a ruler, pay attention to what is put before you. If you are a big eater, put a knife to your throat. Don't desire all the delicacies, for he may be trying to trick you. Be careful what the media puts before you. Be careful what the media puts before you. You know, one, one, uh, uh, commentator said it like this, uh, you know, that, that, well, I wrote down, be careful not to indulge in, in ungodly media. He said it this way, for lack of self-control. That scripture saying, you know what? He, what he's saying in the context of a young ruler, a young ruler in government and whatnot, you know, but, but if you don't, we have to have self-control and when we watch what we take in. Listen. The Apostle Paul said, oh, yeah, brother, you, you know, he, you might be saying, well, man, this is not too bad. That doesn't matter. You're being legalistic. Well, I'll say this. Paul, the Apostle Paul himself said, all things are permissible, but not all things are profitable. It might be fine for you to watch it for you, but is it profitable? We're going back to Sunday in our current series. Is it going to help you grow? Is it going to help you grow? And you know what? And it might, it might be a song that's not necessarily a Christian song. I might listen to a song and it's not necessarily a Christian song, but you know what? If it makes me think about my wife and want to be with my wife and spend time with her or, or whatnot, that's going to help me grow in my marriage, right? Now, if I'm listening to a song that's talking about, you know, uh, doing the opposite and being unfaithful, you think that's going to help me grow in my marriage? No, no. So, you know what? That, that, that's the kind of thing I'm talking. I'm not going to get into what, what songs, what artists, what movies and all that, but is it helping you grow in your life? I want to grow in my marriage. There, there's, and there are songs my wife and I listen to, you know, that, that are love songs. But guess what? It, it makes me think about my wife. 
It makes me think about her. It makes me think about how much I love her and how much I, I cherish her. And that if we're at a wedding and, and, and a song comes on to where I want to, you know, dance with my wife, that song later is going to remind me of that special moment when I slow dance with my wife at that wedding. Are y'all following me? So it, now it can be spiritual as well. Of course, there's a lot of godly, of course, worship and, 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 uh, you know, different kinds of music that glorify the Lord. Songs with the word, and I am who you say I am. I am a, I'm a child of God. That's all the word. It's great. You know, so, but is it helping you? What is it doing? What are you feeding yourself? What are you eating on? And going back to the media. So, so what part is it? You know, you got to be careful not to indulge in ungodly media. So ask yourself, what kind of media are you feeding on? Let me ask you this question. How do you feel after you watch, listen, or read it? How does it make you feel? Again, and I'm not just talking about feelings, but where does your mind go? When you eat something, okay, so let's go back to physical. I was at the hospital the other day, and I was walking out, and there was a lady, and she had a big old, I say big, but she had a big bag of Popeye's fried chicken. Now, I love Popeye's fried chicken, right? And I, whenever I see people eating Popeye's chicken, and they take the skin off, I'm like, you might as well not even eat that chicken, Right? Come on, man. If you're going to eat Popeye's, you might as well eat the skin too, right? That's the, that's the best part. Y'all with me? Y'all laughing because y'all agree, right? I love Popeye's fried chicken. It tastes good. It smells good. It looks good. But you know what I've noticed over the years? Every time I eat Popeye's chicken, I don't feel good after, right? It might look good. It might taste good. But about 30 minutes later, I'm like, man, why did I just eat that fried food? You know, Right? So how does it make you feel after you eat on certain things you're eating on in the media? How does it make you feel? And the time might make you look, I mean, feel good and whatnot, but it's affecting you whether you know it or not. You know, I remember hearing something, and I, I, this blew me away. And, and, and Pastor Todd, I don't even think he was preaching when he said that. I think he was telling us this. We were in a meeting or something. And Pastor Todd said this. He grew up, you know, his dad was D.L. Menard, famous Cajun musician. So he grew up in Erath hearing French all the time. And Pastor Todd said this. He said, I grew up listening to French, and he said, I never knew I could speak French until I tried. When I tried, I realized I could actually speak some of it. Think about that for a minute. He was hearing it all the time, all around him, was growing up, and he didn't even realize how much it affected it was in him. Then he started speaking. It's like, man, I could actually speak some French. Media is the same way. Anything, not just media, anything we listen to, anything we put inside of us will affect us. That's why it's important to... Listen to the sermons, listen to the word, read the word, worship, whatnot. Those are the things you get. Isn't it wonderful when you wake up in the morning and you got a worship song just kind of roll, rolling in your spirit, you know? And then, I didn't even listen to that song in, say, weeks. And I just wake up one morning and, 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 and I got worship already in my mind. I'm like, man, that's a great way to start the day, right? See, the enemy is trying to use media to try to trick and to change the way you think, which leads to my next point. Number two, another some other trash we can feed on. It's what Colossians, and I took this point right out of the verse, calls empty philosophies. Empty philosophy. Colossians 2.8 says this, Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and from the evil powers of the world rather than from Christ. So he makes it clear. we got human thinking or, or maybe a humanistic worldview, you can say, a non-biblical worldview. People, and even, he says, evil spirits, that would try to dump empty philosophies philosophies and nonsense. I love that. It says high-sounding nonsense. Just because it sounds intelligent, it can be nonsense. 
right? And that's the thing. Some people can be very intellectual and think because they educate and they're elected and they can tell you and, 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 you know, because of course I'm, I, I don't pronounce the words the best. I don't, I don't, you know, I have a high school education, but you know, and, and just because it's intellectual and it sounds very high and very, um, you know, whatever, intellectual, it can, the Bible says it can still be nonsense. It can be empty philosophies from human thinking and from evil powers of this world. You know, I've seen, again, as a, as a youth pastor, and we worked with college students for a couple of years uh, as well, so many kids, sadly, that even came through this church, that when they got to college and they got indoctrinated with empty philosophies, if they wasn't rooted, connected to church, or had a healthy balance of the Word of God, man, it, it, it derailed their faith. And there's a sad trend all over the country. Borna shows a sad trend that a lot of church kids that grew up in church when they hit college. And I think this is one of the main reasons why. Colossians tells us because of the philosophies of this world. They get indoctrinated with it. And that's why now they have some, some students that, that stayed solid that, I mean, you know, that, you know, but, but it is. It's empty philosophies. We got to be careful not to feed on that stuff. And it's not just in the colleges. I'm going to get to that in a minute. I love this. I saw this quote from Rick Warren one day and he said this. He said, our society cannot teach our youth they're merely animals, then be shocked when they act like it. Isn't that good? Can't teach our children that they're merely animals, but then be shocked when they act like it. I love that. You know, it's the same thing whether it be, you know, evolution or I even get into, you know, and, and I don't really know if I should go there, but even a, a lot of problem with, 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 you know, sexual assault and what that. Because you think about it, I, I'm going to go ahead and go, you ever thought about this? And again, I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not blaming all sexual assault on this. But if you think about the philosophy that's being taught to our children as they're young, that says that as long as it's consensual and it's safe, it's all right to do, right? We know that's clearly sin. Is everybody right? We all adults in here tonight. We can talk about this or mo- mostly, right? We know that's sin. Any, any activity outside of marriage is, is sin, right? So if you're taught, you're teaching a society of children that it's all right to do that, and then sexual abuse is on the rise, well, guess what? They don't see the connection that maybe because you've been teaching sin is okay, maybe that this beast you created is starting to get out of its cage. Are y'all tracking? Have you ever stopped and thought about that? It's empty philosophy. It's nonsense to say that it's okay to do what the Bible calls an abomination, right? And, and that rabbit trail can go a lot further, right? So it's, it's nonsense. It's empty philosophy. And it's not just from the media and it's not just from colleges. If, if you're big into politics, then excuse me, I'm not trying to give you a hard time. But just today, I'm sitting in the lobby of a doctor's appointment with my mom, and you have politicians on the TV talking about the elections yesterday. And I guess just because of where I'm at in my life, and I'm here with my mom in the doctor's office and what's going on, it sounded like a bunch of nonsense to me. I was ready to break the TV, just being real with you, right? And it's just talking about all the same stuff. And in the light of what's going on, it's kind of like, you know, when you get saved and you walk in, you can kind of... You know, the Lord turns the lights on. He lifts the veil off. You know, I'm not saying all politics are bad or all politicians, but just these couple of people that were on TV, it's just kind of, it's just the same old nonsense. You know, and we get indoctrinated with so much. I say indoctrinated. That might not be a good word, but, but a lot of the politicians, a lot of what's going on in our country, it's empty philosophy. It's a philosophy that, hey, you know what? Our, our, systems and our way of doing things are going to fix everything that's wrong in our country. And that's not the case. Now, look, I went out and voted yesterday. Praise the Lord. I hope you did too. So I'm not, I'm not anti-political or, or that, you know, the system or anything. <laughs> My wife's like, I'm glad you said that. You know, <laughs> no, I voted yesterday. I'm all about the system. It's good that people have laid their life down so we can vote. 
And, 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 and I appreciate that, you know. But I'm just saying that when, when, you, when you hear some of this stuff and you think about it in, in the light of eternity or light of the, of the Word of God, you just got to be careful. Because let's be honest, a lot of stuff those guys are talking about on TV is trash. I'm going to say that with, no, with no, no hesitation. And I'm just saying that because what's the results? Is our country more united or more divided than ever before? And, I, and, I'm, and I'm not, I'm not going to call out a person or a party. I think it's a lot of all of it. A lot of that stuff is, is their philosophies and their way of things that is dividing the country. It's getting more crazy. It's, you know, all that, all that stuff that's going on. I believe if we feed on that stuff and you don't have, again, now you got to have a, a good balance of it. Again, I voted. Um, and it's not necessarily something that's going to, that might derail you or mess you up. Again, you might be into politics and stuff and, 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 you know, not trying to offend you or anything, but but I, I like the way that the the passion translation says it. Not only is the stuff empty, but it's at the very least it's distracting. It's distracting. Colossians two eight says this: Beware that no one distracts you, or in, in, imitates you, or intimidates you in their attempt to lead you away from Christ fullness by pretending to be full of wisdom when they're filled with endless arguments and human logic. Isn't that good? At the very least, a lot of the stuff we see in the media or that we see, you know, in politics, it, it, it can just become distracting. Because like we talked about Sunday, we're, we're, we're encouraging you to tap into the full potential of what Christ has called you and created you to be, right? So I love that, that it can be anything. And look, I'm, I'm going to get off the politicians for a little bit. It can be anything that you're feeding on that distracts you from the full will, purpose, and potential that God has for you. So what are you feeding on? Is it distracting you? Is it pulling you away? It can be something that's not even sinful. I've talked about before. It could be sports. I, I still enjoy sports, but I used to be big into sports where during the week, during the day in my car, I listen to sports radio and it get me all riled up, you know? And, and I'm just, one day it hit me like, man, I'm spending a lot of time and energy listening to all this talk radio that has nothing to do with real life or eternity. And it was distracting me. And the Lord showed me that and I got convicted of it and I stopped doing it. I still watch sports. I still watch football games and stuff, you know, but, but I don't want it to distract me, right? I want, to, I don't want to be led away from Christ's fullness. And I love this from the fullness of his wisdom by endless arguments and human logic. And, and not just the politician, but it's just like, that's another thing. Media just going back to that. It's a breeding ground for contentiousness and arguments, right? Like, every, I mean, it just seems like, Everywhere you get online, any comment session, it don't matter what it's about, man. You can have the, you can have the cutest puppy picture and somebody in that thread, somebody's going to be arguing about something probably. Why that collar's too tight on that little puppy. You need to loosen that collar. You know, there's going to be something, right? I'm telling you, I've, I've read some of the craziest comments like, y'all arguing about this? Really? Like, are y'all with me? Have you ever seen these threads? It's like, what are you arguing about over there? Like, come on, you know? One more little soapbox, especially Christians. It annoys the tar out of me whenever you have like, I don't know, I saw a, a worship song being posted and it's an anointed song on YouTube. And I went started reading the comments and they started arguing about the song. I'm like, what kind of, you ever stop to think, what kind of witness is this? What kind of witness? You got a bunch of Christians arguing over a worship song. So if I'm a non-believer and I see this song on YouTube and I play, I'm like, man, this is a pretty cool song. This is, I don't even know, I mean, I wouldn't know what the word anointed meant or anything. It's just like, this is a cool song. You start reading the comment sections, it's like, man, these Christians can't even get along over one of their own songs. So just think about that. 
in case you happen to drop into one of those comment sessions and you're in one of those boxes. Just remember that, okay? Remember, what, what are you feeding? Because what you feed is going to end up coming out as well, right? What you feed on is going to come out. It's going to come out of, 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 of your mouth or of your thinking or whatnot. So, so let's not get caught up in empty, empty philosophies and, like it says, endless arguments. Let's stay away from that, all right? Amen? All right, number three, gossip. Gossip is another thing that's very dangerous that we often feed on. Proverbs 16, 28 says, gossip separates the best of friends. Don't you know that's right? You might have been failed victim of that. It also says in, in, in uh, 25, 23, a, gossip, a gossiping tongue causes anger. You know, we've all seen people start talking about someone or someone else, somebody, and we hear these words, wait, what did he say? Wait, wait. What did he do? There's even a little funny commercial right now. I think it's a Geico commercial. I've seen that commercial where the lady's like, she's just got the, her boyfriend just broke up with her. And I don't even know what kind of little animals they are. And they pop up. So soon Craig broke up. You know what I'm talking about? That little, and all the little, what are all those little things? Like ferrets or something? Gophers, maybe. And they're like, soon, and you know, they pop up and, and it said like as fast as office gossip. You know what the commercial I'm talking about? And it's cute. It's kind of funny, but it's so true. You know, it's so quickly. Gossip spreads, and 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 it, the Bible makes it clear. I, I don't. I can dig into the Hebrew and all that, but that's pretty clear, right? Separates the best of friends and causes anger. So if you feed on gossip, you know what? By you feeding on gossip, you're fueling division amongst you and your friends, or maybe it might not be your friends; it might be other friends. And again, it cause. I mean, there's so many scriptures on Proverbs, but listen, you don't have to be. The originator or the carrier of gossip to feed on gossip. You don't have to be the originator or the carrier of gossip to feed on gossip. Because to feed on something, you can just sit there and just take it in and just listen to it. You don't even have to repeat it. But if you take it in and listen to it and believe it, you're still feeding on it. So it's good not to repeat it and whatnot. But if you believe, man, did Sue really say that? It's Sally. Is that really what's going on? You begin to feed on that. And guess what? If anything, it could cause anger on you. I, I, in you, I love what Brother Francis used to say. You no, know, the Bible talks about not being a false witness. I love what Brother Francis says. He says, if you're not an eyewitness, then you're a false witness. <laughs> Isn't that good? If you're not an eyewitness, you're a false witness. So if you didn't see it or hear it yourself, don't repeat it. Right? That's one of the things we can feed on is gossip. The next thing. And I know this is a huge one for a lot of people. We can feed on fear. We can feed on fear. You know, I was talking to Pastor Todd about this the other day. It, it really blows my mind. Like one of the examples, and this ties back into media. And I, you know, I know I'm probably stepping on some toes tonight, but I remember specifically when we were, we were youth pastors, uh, we were having a, a youth encounter. Uh, we called them encounters back then, like our retreats. And we were ministering to this girl, and this girl was really manifesting uh, some some evil stuff in her life. And as our leadership team began to minister to her, excuse me, found out the root of it was fear. She had been dealing with fear for the longest time. And they prayed for it and ministered deliverance to her. And, and, and I know the Lord did a work in her life. Not, I mean, a year, maybe two years later, I saw on her social media platform where she said, man, I'm just in the mood for a, a good, scary movie. And I just thought, man, it broke my heart like, you would think she knew the connection. Like, if you watch a horror movie, you're opening yourself up to fear. And she was bound by this stuff. And she's just going to open herself right back up to it, you know? I mean, that's one scenario that just, I'm going to throw out a few. 
Let me give you another one. I just recently, you know, there's so many things that can cause fear. But again, the, the day and age of internet, internet is great. You can pull out your phone for anything. Hey, you know, I, I just got a new phone. Hey, Siri, what's the weather going to be like? You even got to touch your phone now. And it talks to you and tells you and only recognizes my voice. My kid was, my kids were trying, hey, Siri, hey, Siri. It's not working. I said, cause it's programmed to my voice. It's my assistant, not yours. Okay. So, and so, you know, it's, it's cool that you can do that. But I'm telling you, when you have a headache, the worst place you can go is like a WebMD. If you ha- and I'm serious. There was a lady, a, a, a lady comes to this church, and she was having some health issues in her life, and she went and started Googling it and started looking at all these websites, and it told her she had cancer. It told her she had cancer. It's always going to tell you that. It's always going to go to the worst all the time. So I'm telling you, there's things, and it goes back to feeding. What are we feeding on? Are we feeding on fear? Are we feeding on trash? She went to have it checked out, and it wasn't cancer. Something else, she had to have a minor procedure, but it wasn't cancer. You know, so be careful. How, are you feeding fear? Are, are you feeding on fear? And if you deal with fear, are you feeding that fear? Like a horror movie or going on WebMD. Or it could just be the news. Just the news itself. I'm telling you. Just that itself. It, it's hard to watch the news nowadays, right? It's, it's, I mean, for my wife, she don't even really, she don't like watching it at all. I'll, we're like spending time together and she's like, oh, you going to watch TV? Yeah, what you watch? I'm going to watch the news. She's like, I'm going to bed. I was like, all right. Love you. She don't like watching. And that's one of the reasons why, right? It's, it's just, there's, there's, you know, so much bad stuff. And look, it, I'm just giving some examples. Whatever it is that the enemy tries to use to put fear in you, it, it could, you know, it, it could just be your thoughts. And that's what 2 Timothy 1, 7, a lot of us are familiar with this verse, but I love it. The way the New Living says it at the end, for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love. And what does it say? Self-discipline. Some translations say in a sound mind, but that's what it means. Self-discipline. You have to discipline yourself, mainly discipline your thoughts. Because fear, you feed fear through, you know, whatever it might be, you know, your eye, your ear, you know, but especially through your mind. Fear, you can just have, you can, man, you can, you can breed fear. You can really stir up fear if you feed on it in your mind. You have to discipline yourself, not whether it's watch, read, listen to, uh, but especially think about that stuff. Cause you can, you can feed fear, man. Fear, you know, can, can get out of control very, very quickly. So that's another thing that, you know, and the Bible makes it clear. He's not giving us a spirit of fear. Fear is in your life. Especially the spirit of fear. That's why I was talking about that young girl, you know, intimidity, but power, love, you know, it's so amazing that, that you see, because everything the enemy does in our life is a counterfeit of what God's already doing or is placed in us, right? Faith, you know, we have faith. The enemy tries to to put fear in us. We have the power. We have love. All the perfect love drowns out all fear or casts out all fear, right? So if you're dealing with fear, I want to encourage you, pray and ask the Lord, am I feeding this fear? One, if I, am I feeding on fear itself, and am I feeding the fear that is in me? By what I'm reading, what I'm listening to, what I'm watching, what I'm thinking about. Who I'm around. Let, let's go to that. Let's get off the media. Who are you around? Do you have fear mongers around you? Do you have people that's just like, oh, man, it's raining outside. It's going to flood tonight. It, it might not. It might just rain. It's okay. You know what I mean? It's, and I get it. Everybody's a little more on edge now. You know, we had a lot of recent floods. And if you live in a flood zone, again, I'm not, mental, I'm not trying to, you know, say that, you know, but... Every time it rains doesn't mean it's going to flood, right? I'm just saying not every time. So you just got to be careful who you surround yourself with. Be careful. What, what are you feeding on? What are you allowing people to put into you? Don't feed on fear, right? Remember, a wise person is hungry for knowledge. And then the fifth and final thing, 
which really is all of these, is that it, you can, I guess number five is a culmination of really all of them because any of this stuff that, that causes you to sin, that causes you to have fear, that causes you to get distracted, to, to be away from God, to be distant from God, to, to get derailed, empty philosophies and all that. We even see all human, from human reasoning, are evil powers. Number, the fifth and final thing is lies from the enemy. Lies from the enemy. When speaking about the devil in John 8, 44, Jesus himself said this, when he lies, it is consistent with his character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. I've seen many strong believers and even some leaders go astray from feeding on the lies of the enemy. That's why it's cool that we have songs to, to sing, and I'm, I'm so glad the team sang that tonight. I know that's one of my wife's favorite songs on the album, to sing things like that. I am who you say. I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. See, that's feeding on the right stuff. When you think God's far away, sing a song like that or go to the word itself that says, where Jesus says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So no matter how far you feel God is in the furthest cosmos, the Bible says he'll never leave you nor forsake you. So when you hear God is not near you or you feel God has abandoned me, God's far away, that is a lie from the enemy, right? So just singing a song like that, I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. And that was a, that's, a, that's a wonderful song because it debunks the lies of the enemy, right? He is consistent with his character. He is a liar and the father of lies. So, uh, again, it goes back to what do you feel? Let me ask you this. What lies have you been feeding on? Just that itself. If you feel like, you know what, God has forsaken me. God is far away from me. God has let me down. God doesn't bless me. God didn't keep his promises. Those are all lies from the pit of hell. And you can't feed on that. Those things are going to come. They're like darts. They're, they're, they're going to come. They're fiery darts of the enemy, the Bible says. But you can't feed on them. Remember the, the whole, the, 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 the main scripture is that a fool feeds on trash. So the enemy's going to try to lie. He will lie to us. He'll try to lie to us, right? I love one of the lines on that same album. I think one of the same, it says that fear is just a liar running out of breath. I love that line. You know, and it's, it's true. It, it's fear. It, it's, it's you. A fear is based on a lie most of the time. So, are you feeding on the lies of the enemy? So, stop and ask yourself: What lies have I been feeding on? And if you think and know it's a lie, or you're not sure, come up afterwards. I'll be glad to talk with you, pray with you, and try to find a scripture to, to combat the lie of the enemy. And you know, when it's a lie, because again, we don't serve God on feelings. But what does it do to you when you think about or, or hear something? How do you feel? How does it make you, what's your demeanor? What's your thought pattern after hearing or feeling that lie? What are you feeding on? So in closing, Proverbs 15, 14 again says, the wise person is hungry for knowledge. I love Matthew 5, 6, where Jesus said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. I love that. Hunger for his word, hunger to know him. Again, what, what, what pleases the Lord? And that, that goes back, I, 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 you know, I used to be, you know, as a youth pastor, I was always, especially young in the ministry, I would call out certain things and whatnot. But just ask the Lord. You know, there's a scripture where Paul says, you know, work at determining what pleases the Lord. That, that should be a desire of ours. Lord, is this pleasing to you? What I'm doing, what I'm saying, what I'm feeding on, is this pleasing to you? Does this please you when I do this? That should be our motivation. Don't do it just because 
a pastor's telling you to do it, and, and I'm encouraging you, know, I mean, I'm showing you the word, but is it pleasing to the Lord? Hunger and thirst for righteousness, what, is it pleasing to the Lord? What pleases him? Ask him that when you go through your life, and, and, you're, and, and what is it you're feeding on? Is what you're feeding on glorifying him? And again, you're, you're going you're gonna to produce, you know, uh, it goes back to the old saying spiritually too, you are what you eat, right? You are what you eat. Whatever you're feeding on, as the Bible says, it's who you're going to become. So who do you want to become? Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. I heard a great, great illustration uh, many years ago. And this guy told a story, and he, he was talking about basically this. He, there was a specific thing he was talking about that, that, was, that was trying to tempt him in his life. And he said that, you know, uh, it, was, it, was, it was pornography. He said something popped up on his computer. And he said that he, he wasn't even tempted to click on it or whatever. And he said, this is why. He said, you know what? He said, I, I forgot what the dessert was. Uh, let's just say we in the South. It was pecan pie, okay? He said, my favorite dessert is pecan pie. He said, man, I, will, I can eat a whole pie. I can sit down, you know, and, and whatnot. He said, no, he, he named some restaurant. We was at a conference when I heard him say, he said, man, I, I, we go to this certain restaurant. It's, it's a buffet-style restaurant. And he said, man, you know, I, I saw the pecan pie at the end of the buffet, and Man, he said, I couldn't wait to get to it. I went and served my first plate. I ate me a good plate of food. And I went back for my second plate. I said, man, after the second plate of food, man, I'm, I'm going to go after that pecan pie. I ate a second plate of food. It was so good. I went to go eat just a little bit more before I got to my dessert. I ate a little bit more, uh, my, my second and a half serving. And I sat down. And finally, I went and get my pecan pie. He said, and I sat down, man, put my napkin on my lap. And he said, man, even though pecan pie is delicious, I love pecan pie. He said, I was so full, I couldn't take one bite of that pecan pie. And this was his point. When you get filled with the things of God, all this other trash, you know, you're not going to have any room for it. That's why the, Jesus said, hunger and thirst for righteousness, and you shall be filled. If we're filled to overflowing with the things of God, you might be tempted. He was still tempted. He still wanted to eat his pie, but he was so filled, there was no room for it. Amen. So I just want to encourage you tonight. Stop feeding on trash and start feeding on the things of the Lord. Hunger for him, then you'll be so full, you won't have room for anything else. Amen? Why don't you go ahead and stand up with me? <clears throat> Amen. Come on, let's just let's go to the Lord right now and, and, and let's just do a little inventory. Let me just go back over these real quick as we close. Just begin to ask the Lord and begin to think about it. Lord, is there, close your eyes, but just do some business with God right there. And I'll, I'll open up the altars if anybody wants to come up after and we can pray with you and talk with you. But what are you feeding on? Think about the certain media that you might be watching, listening to, reading, you know. Have you, have you bought into some empty philosophies or, or high sounding nonsense? Comes from a humanistic, maybe, you know, just a, 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 a worldly viewpoint. Maybe gossip. Again, you don't have to be the originator or the carrier to, of gossip to feed on gossip. Have you been feeding on gossip, listening to gossip? Or maybe you are the originator or the carrier of it. The more you feed on it, the more you're going to want to spread it around. What about fear? Have you been feeding on fear? And have you been feeding your fear? If there's something that you know you're fearful of, are you watching, listening, listening to people? Are you around fear mongers? You're just thinking. How's your thinking about fear? Bible says take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Has fear been, been, been robbing you? Have you been feeding that? 
And what about the lies from the enemy? I just use the example. If you think God's forsaken you, that's a lie. The Bible makes it clear. He wasn't. If you don't think God loves you, the Bible says he so loved you in the whole world that he sent his only son. The whole world. Many people have said if it was just you, he would have still sent Jesus and Jesus would have still went through the torturous process of the cross. Are you feeding on the lies of the enemy? Come on tonight, let's, let's, if you have been, well, let's make a fresh start. Ask the Lord to help you and start hungering and thirsting for righteousness. So why are you still head bowed, eye closed? As I said, God loves you so much and loved all of us that he sent his only son. You know, one of the lies that I fed on or, or somebody tried to feed me for the years is that when I had a best friend of mine, he said, man, you know, when, when we die, nothing happens to us after we die. Man, we just go into the ground and we worm food. I can remember specifically, I can take you through the porch I was sitting on when he told me that. And I remember I grew up, I, I, I grew up not in a church like this, but I did grow up in church at least hearing about God and Jesus. And, and, and I, knew, I knew that wasn't right, but I, I tried to feed on that and believe that. But that's a lie from the enemy, that when we die, we just, we go in the ground and we worm food. That's not true. The Bible makes it clear. When we die, that's an eternity. And we're going to spend eternity somewhere, either in heaven or in hell. So what kind of philosophy have you been hurt that you've been believing about the afterlife, about when this life's over? And are you ready for what happens when this life's over? The Lord loves you so much, he sent his son. He did everything he could and still doing everything he can that you can be with him in this life and for all eternity. People say, man, why, how could a good God send people to hell? God doesn't send anybody to hell. Matter of fact, if you go to hell, you got to step over Jesus to get there. He's made every provision by sending his son on the cross. We sinned. We, we deserve God's judgment and punishment and wrath. But he sent Jesus and poured it all out on Jesus that if we, the Bible says, believe in our hearts and confess with our mind that Jesus is Lord, we will be saved. We will be forgiven. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, you say, Brandon, man, I'm not sure what's going to happen to me after if tonight was my last night. We prayed for a young man, 36 years old, got killed in a car accident. Right, Eddie? It can happen that fast. None of us are promised tomorrow. None of us are promised we'll be making home. I'm not trying to scare you, but that's reality, right? So if you say, Brandon, man, if, I, if, if, if that was me in that car accident, I'm not sure where I would go, and I need to get right with God. I want to make sure that I'm right with the Lord. If that's you, I just want you to slip your hand up, and I want to pray with you tonight. If that's you, just say, man, I, I need to make sure that I'm right with the Lord. Before we leave, I want to make sure everybody's good. Anybody in here? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. All right, well, let's pray. Father, I thank you. I thank you, Father God, that you, you, your promise, as we've been talking about, one of your promises, if we hunger and thirst for righteousness, that you would fill us, Lord. Lord, we don't want to be fools. We don't want to feed on trash. Lord, we want to hunger for knowledge and hunger and thirst for righteousness, Lord. The righteousness uh, that comes only in God through Christ Jesus. Lord, give us a hunger for your word, a thirst for your presence, a hunger for, for, for righteousness and holiness and purity, Lord. I pray that that would be our hunger and our desire. And these are the things we would feed ourselves with and that we would feed on, that we may grow and be more like you, Father God. I pray in Jesus' name that you would help us, Holy Spirit. Give us the, 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 the power, increase our power, increase the ability, Lord God, in us to have self-control, self-discipline, to discipline our minds and our thoughts in the choices that we make 
every day what we choose to feed on, Lord God, that we'd be more like you. Lord, I pray your blessing, your grace, protection, and provision be upon everyone as they go tonight. It's in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen.